0: Hello everyone and welcome back to the Moral Hangover Podcast. I'm your host, Katie Dombrowski and I'm here with my co-host, Victoria Bruno. If you currently are not subscribed to us, subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can see every time we have a new episode that goes live and you can leave a review if you like what you're hearing. If you don't follow us on Instagram, give us a follow on Instagram. Vic, how are you this week? I am good. How are you? I'm hanging in there. I'm I'm hanging in there. (laughs) Back in the workout swing and I'm Slightly sore, um, really feeling it in the hammies and the. I actually don't know the name for the upper part of your arm, but right in there. Triceps? Triceps, right? No. Yeah. Triceps are on the back. Okay. Biceps. My biceps are sore. Biceps. All the push ups I'm doing. You should invest in one of those um, massage guns. People keep telling me <laughs> that, but I don't think I would ever use it. I really don't. If I', I, if I stay consistent with working out, then I will, but I think I'll just treat myself to a massage. I have so many knots in my neck that honestly, I don't think the gun thing's going to work for every spot.: Yeah. Maybe any one of those rollers, those are a lot cheaper. They' like, I've, I've done, done the rollers. I don't you think they're work. Yeah, I just need a full-on massage. That's another issue. Um, <laughs> but they listen on your week because your week, a lot of things have changed for you. I mean, my week's same old, same old, like nothing exciting over here. Oh, I just started a new job. So that's been interesting. Starting a new job makes you feel like you're going back to school because you have to start learning all over again. And I'm like exhausted from putting so much stuff inside of my brain. Does that sound stupid to say? No, I think it's a lot of listening. It's a lot of paying attention. It's hard when you have to listen the whole time and you can't add your ideas because they want you to absorb everything at first. You know what I mean? You don't want to come off too aggressive in the beginning. So it's kind of finding that balance of speaking to listening. For me, I feel like I jumped the gun. Like someone's telling me something and I'm already thinking, well, like the next thing, like why? Like I I have to slow it down and I want to learn it ASAP, but that's just not realistic. Like you can't learn the job in a week. Honestly, someone said this to me one time and it really stuck with me. No one knows their job's At least until six months into it. Like day in, day out, know how to answer every single question that's thrown your way. No one really knows how to do all of it until six months in. Yeah, I think you're right. Or sometimes I'm learning people don't even know every component of their job until a year or two in because that thing might not pop up frequently. Yeah, that is true too. Like a a rare thing if they try something new or if their team starts working with another team that they previously didn't work with. I mean, there's so many scenarios. I guess it's more so in corporate. Like when you're, when I say corporate, I mean like a huge corporation, 500 plus people. Obviously small business is going to be a little bit different because you're going to be working with smaller teams, kind of the same people, same vendors. Yeah, but corporate's always changing something. So yeah, you're bound to have to like learn something new at some point. Always like you have to be agile. You have to learn how to shift. So we thought with Vic's job change, And I also took a new job in December of last year that now would be the perfect time to kind of run through our LinkedIn networking tips because we were able to successfully do it. So we feel like we have some merit to giving tips on this. Um, So we thought like, what better timing than January? People are looking for new jobs. People are trying to change their lives to the better. Why not start with the simplest thing, LinkedIn, that a lot of people overlook? Yeah. And even if you're not looking for a job right now, it's so important to still use LinkedIn and networking. Like me and you, you and I both do that all the time. Like I'm still using LinkedIn constantly right now. You still are too, but we've both got a job within the past month. I think there's this misconception with LinkedIn of that people should only use it when they're looking for a job. And I think Mm -hmm. if you want to come off authentic, like you care about the industry you're working in and if you care about other people's victories, you should be on LinkedIn at least once a day. At least once a day, Monday through Friday is kind of my philosophy. Um, You should be engaging with other other people's posts. If your friend gets a job, like like it, comment. Um, It's small things like that that boost that post for them so other people can see it. If there's a job opening, say you like it and someone who's in your network needs a job and they're looking for something and they see you liked it, that's going to go to them. It's going to help them get a start in the job search. I think there's just like little things that people overlook and they think LinkedIn is only useful when you're actually looking for a job, but realistically, those little steps that help you to get to the bigger picture. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's say you're someone not looking for a job and you just want to be on LinkedIn. Like where do you recommend someone start? So I think number one, LinkedIn is a living resume at this point when someone is going to your page, they want to see your most up-to-date things. So they don't want to see a picture of you from 2017. They want to see an up-to-date picture as your profile picture that looks professional. Hopefully you're in a blazer or like when I say professional, whatever's professional for your industry. So like if you work in design, obviously you can be a little more creative with how your picture looks. If you want to take a picture in front of a brick wall, if you want to wear like, something futuristic, go for it. Um, If you're working in like a finance industry, obviously, it's going to be a little more black and white. So you would do um, a blazer, a button down. I don't really know what girls in finance wear, to be honest, Um, especially with work from home. But I don't know. Figure out what your industry is and then kind of dress accordingly. And if you don't know, look up someone who you know works in an industry and kind of go from there as like a reference point. So number one, you need to have an updated picture. Number two, your bio. Your bio is going to be the first thing they read to get a little blurb about you. So for example, what are you currently doing? What skills have you accumulated? What can you bring to this company? A lot of times when people interview, they're like, I'll bring this, 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 and this. Like, Basically, all the company really cares about is what you can do for them. How can you drive sales? How can you in, like, improve their culture? Like, What is going to be the benefit of them hiring you, essentially? So it's more so like not what you're looking for, but more so like what you can be an asset to a company with, whatever those skills are. And then um, your title of whatever your job position is, that is the number one thing in search engine optimization. So if someone's looking up content creator, like you're going to come up if your thing says content creator. So for example, like if you work in social media, maybe put your thing as social commerce, influencer marketing social media content creator. Like you need to use those buzzwords so that when people are looking those up for positions, you're going to populate to the front of their search. Do you want to take a dive on the lower part of the LinkedIn page of your personal profile LinkedIn page? Yeah. Then you get to like your normal resume portion. I feel like everyone treats this area a little bit differently. Some people fill in like all the bullets of like what the responsibilities are. I used to do it. I stop now. Some people do word for word steal people's bullet points. So you can either go the route of posting your job and putting the bullet points, or you can just put your job and leave it blank, and then leave the bullet points for your actual resume. Yeah, like I'm learning more as I've like used LinkedIn that like less of those nitty gritty details matter as much. Like they do matter, but if it's something that's holding you back, like oh well, I can't use LinkedIn until all the bullets are perfect or until my bio is perfect. Like, I don't necessarily think that's true. I think just getting started, getting your face out there, making the connections is like the best place to start. I kind of do. That's did, what's I hanging out. I agree with you for a second. I honestly would not connect with anyone unless my profile is in tip-top shape. Like, don't use it if you look like a nobody. But if you're so hung up on like the nitty gritty details, like I still think it needs to look good. For me, I'm a perfectionist. Yeah. And I hate my bio on LinkedIn right now. And it's like very brief, but it still didn't stop me from like connecting with people. Yeah. I think you get what I'm saying? if all of your stuff is filled, like, if you honestly, people don't have a bio, like some people do, some people don't, but if everything else looks like it's filled out, then I would start connecting with people. I wouldn't start if your thing looks bare because people are going to be like, yeah, is this like, are you serious about finding a job? I just think if you're going to start and you want to put your best foot forward, I would wait till you're hundred percent up to speed. Yeah, you're right. Personally. And everyone's different. It's everyone's own call. But I think if like, for example, if you're going to be connecting with like your dad's friends, like <laughs> you want to look like some Joe Schmo smock that's like, you know, doesn't no, know. What you're yeah. going, that's my yeah. only thing. Do you want to talk about the endorsements below? See, I don't use endorsements endorsements anymore. I feel like I use them a lot in college, but now I haven't. So I really I don't really use them either. I mean, if someone endorses me, I'll endorse them back. But I don't I don't really feel like it's as much of a feature as it was like in college. I agree. I feel like in college, we're all like, oh, let's endorse each other. And then now it's kind of. Yeah, really endorsing anyone. I feel like if you're someone in college, yes, you should make sure your LinkedIn is in the most prestige shape of his life because you don't have a lot of experience. But I feel like as you get more jobs and more experience, like those new jobs, your experience, that's when it starts speaking for itself. But when you don't have that to speak for itself, then you need to supplement in other areas. So if you're someone that doesn't have a lot of experience, I think LinkedIn does provide you with the opportunity to spruce up the other areas. I agree. I totally agree. I also think if you currently if you're in the space where you are an intern, you can actually have people write recommendations for you. Like if you get a professor to write a recommendation for you, like whoever you have a close relationship with, they can write that at the bottom of your page. And I think it can help you in the job search process. If someone sees, okay, maybe she's not that much job experience in marketing, but look what her marketing professor is saying about her, you know, ability in group work, classwork, areas that she excels in, blah, blah, blah. I feel like that can really help. So, if you have a good enough connection with a professor or even a coworker, if you're looking for a new job and you're already post grad, if you can find a coworker to be like, hey, um, I worked with you on this one project. Would you mind just writing a little blurb about me on my LinkedIn? Mm-hmm. No, I love that. All right. So, we have the meat of your LinkedIn. Yeah. Now, my favorite thing that you do that I need to personally get better at. So, like, please share the wealth. You're always sharing articles. Mm-hmm. Like, what is the significance of it? Why do you do it? How do you do it? So basically, my marketing professor used to always do this. And she was like, if you want to be top of mind for people, you have to constantly be, be posting on LinkedIn. So she would post shit like 24-7. And I was like, all right, whatever. I'm going to start posting shit 24-7. Like, you really can't care about what people think. Because honestly, if you are posting articles that are in your industry, they are professional. People are going to be like, wow, you know your shit. Like I got, Mm -hmm. a, I was reached out to about a freelance gig because of my LinkedIn, because I was posting stuff about the retail industry. Someone was like, Hey, do you want to help this person with a project they're doing? I was like, sure. If they need advice, I'll talk to them. So it's just like little, little things like that that can help you build your network even further is one, posting relevant articles, tagging whoever the company is, and then using hashtags. Like I know hashtags sometimes can be embarrassing, like, but honestly, they are not. They work. And it's like the algorithm is gonna populate because on LinkedIn, people do search by hashtags. Yeah. So make the hashtags relevant to whatever you're posting, and it'll help you find people in that industry that you're posting about and you'll be top of mind. Mm-hmm. So like step number one, get your profile up to speed. And then once you're up to speed, then start posting. And then simultaneously while you're posting, Then start connecting with people. So my favorite thing about LinkedIn, I don't know if stalking is the right word, but I do like to, you know, occasionally stalk. And if you don't know, like, let's say you're trying to figure out how to network with someone. The best way is to search by your college. I was lucky that my high school has a LinkedIn and they added all the alumni. So I also stalk my alum, like my high school's LinkedIn to see all the graduates and see if anyone's in my field and reach out to them. But I feel like that is the best way to start. I do agree that you should connect with people in your high school. However, that works for you. Honestly, what I do is like anytime I'm on an email chain with someone, I like immediately connect with them. I'm like, "Hey, so excited to work with you on this project. Like, I'd love to connect. Like, immediate connection." Or like basically, if you're in college, connect with every single person in your classes. Um, honestly, I think like think of it as Facebook. Like, you know how Facebook people would just send invitations left and right. Yes. Like in the I early still get invitations days. left and right.
1: I, I still, still get them, get them and I'm like invitations.
0: Like ever. Who is sending you invitations? Random people. I'm like, you creep, why are you adding me? But oh, that's weird. I wonder how they're finding you. I don't know. Facebook gives like suggestions. Who knows? So number one, building your network through your high school, your college, and then your work. So wherever you're working, whoever you directly report to, whoever's your immediate team, start there. And then start adding people who work cross-functionally with your team. Add those people on LinkedIn. And then reach out to people who are in industries you want to work at. Like, for example, I really wanted to work at L'Oreal post-college. So I reached out to the L'Oreal HR person. I was like, hi, I loved this recent line you just dropped. I love that it was clean beauty. I'd love to talk about more areas of marketing that I can help, blah, blah, blah. Like, you have to figure out a way to get in that's not directly saying, I need a job. You need to say, like, okay, I've been following your company. Show you no knowledge. And then say, do you know of any openings um, that I can apply to? Here's my resume, blah, blah, blah. So finding people at the companies you want to work at. And to do that, you have to go to the company, click on it, and then it'll show you mutual connections you have. And mutual connections are going to be your number one way to get a job is who you know. So who you can connect to, who your mom's best friend is, your dad's friend, your friend from college you went to, someone you played a sport with 10 years ago, like, use those connections to help you get those jobs. So I would like, I remember when I was going through the intern process, I reached out to a friend of mine who was working at SAP and I said, Hey, I'm interviewing with SAP. Like, can we chat really quick? I'd just like to know more about the job. So like I chatted with her. And in that case, it necessarily wasn't her like sticking her neck out for me, but it was more so me being able to get intel of like, okay, what are their goals? What are they looking for? So that's like not public knowledge, that I can kind of cater my answers to. Yes. That is like, the biggest thing because I think that's what helped me get my job because it was through connecting. And it was someone who wasn't, she was kind of in a role that I was interested in. But even if someone's not in a role that you think you'd remotely like, I think it's so important to still build that connection because one, it's such a small world, you could run into them again. Or secondly, like they might know people or they can provide you with like more insight. So for me, the girl that I connected with that helped me get this job now. I was just like learning more about her job. And she was like, well, tell me like what you're into. And then she was like, this department might really interest you. If you ever see a job posting, let me know. And usually any informational interview that I've done, an informational interview is just another fancy word for networking, talking to someone. There's like multiple different ways to say it. But a few months went by and I saw the posting and I reached back out to her. But I think what you did that was really smart is you asked questions about her, like building rapport with people so it's not so me, 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 me. What can you do for me? Oh my gosh. Like help me. The world revolves around me. Like no one wants to work with that bitch. They literally don't. I feel like you did a really good job of building the rapport of like, how are you? So good to chat with you again. How is your, she like just got married. I know that. Like you probably said like, you know, how's, how's marriage? How's California? Like taking note of the things they tell you and like bring it up in conversation and like having that rapport before you dive into business. So you know what, like you do want to genuinely care about people and not act like you're just trying to get something out of them. Yeah. And you know, I actually got that advice from you when we both first started to become friends. I was like, Katie, you're so good at networking with people. Like, how the hell do you do it? And, you're, and I'm like, I don't know the right questions to ask. And you're like, well, first I, you said you either like asked questions about the job industry and then either like the end of the beginning, you're like, okay, so like, let's hear more about your personal life. So it's yeah. not just so structured so that you're actually like, Building a relationship with that person. So thanks for the advice. I'm also nifty as shit. I want to know people's lives. I'm curious. Like if I see a wedding ring, I'm like, hmm, okay, question to ask. And I also just think people, especially in this time in this generation, people are so much more than their jobs. People have, you know, work life balance. They have hobbies. They don't want to talk about work twenty four seven because they're doing work twenty four seven. So it's like when someone asks them, like, "Oh, how's your son?" Like something that I kind of struggled with was relating to. Coworkers of mine who were older, who were moms. And I'm like, what do I talk about? And then I realized the key is just asking about their kids. Like, that's literally what they do every single day. Like, they pick their kids up, like, it's their kids' birthday. They're figuring out, you know, play dates for their kids. Like, they glow up when you talk about their kids. So I think it's finding those sweet spots for people in mm-hmm. what they like talking about and then kind of running with that and like continuing to bring it up so that they know, like, okay, I'm taking notice of what you're sharing with me. Yeah. This is where we're total opposites. I feel like I'm great at talking to moms. Like, let me talk to mom. I know what gets her to glow up. Talking to someone our age, I'm like, what the fuck do I ask you? Oh, I feel like our age is so much easier. I just act like they're my friend. What do you ask? Um, I mean, especially girls, I'm so intimidated. I'm like, what do I say? Are you dating? Like, no, you can't ask someone professionally. That's like, how do you get in? Okay. First, girls are always thinking they're like the worst. Do you know what I mean? I feel like girls are like low confidence, and all this shit. So like, I wouldn't even go intimidated. I just kind of go the route of like me trying to be your friend. I like, I'm professional enough. And then if I feel like we're vibing, then I'm going to be like, okay, so like, are you doing any fun plans this weekend? That's a good know. one. I haven't talked to someone our age. That's a girl that I didn't already know of. Like, I feel like yeah. because I've been at my company for so long. Like a lot of the girls who are our age, like I already know or know of. So like, I haven't had any like, awkward encounters where I felt like oh my god I'm intimidated or I don't know what to say like a good one right now because of COVID and remote is saying like oh where are you living right now like that is like an easy way to get started because someone will either tell you like oh I live with my boyfriend or I do x y and z that is the one <laughs> ploy that I ask. Yeah. and we did get a question from someone they were like what if you're too shy and I think take advantage of the COVID times mm-hmm. that You don't have to meet to get coffee with someone. You can. Zoom is now acceptable. So take advantage of it now before we go back to in person, because I'm terrified of in person. Yeah. I also I was having this conversation with my roommate the other day. I also think at a certain point when you're working, like being shy goes out the window. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? In the sense of sure, you can be shy in your personal life, but like when you're doing business, like realistically, when you're in a meeting and you have to speak like you can't be like, "Mm, no, don't want to speak like. Do you know what I mean? Like your manager's not going to be like, no one cares about your personality. They just want to know if you know the damn numbers. Exactly. Exactly. Like, no, be like, "Mm, she's sorry. Let's pass the mic. Like, sadly, it also comes with time. If it means like going out of your comfort zone. And for me, I used to get scared going to places alone. Like, I don't like going places alone, but like now I'm comfortable enough with it. So like, I think you have to find a way to face your fear. If that's like public speaking or maybe doing more of those Zoom chats or actually trying to meet people in person to get coffee. And I think if you do that and you put yourself out of your comfort zone, it's only going to help you become less shy and more comfortable in the situations because sadly, the older you get, the more you're doing that on a regular basis and you will have to speak up. So, and also speaking up is what gets you noticed. Like in my internship, I would go up to people after they presented as like the ballsiest person. And I would like introduce myself, Like, hi, I'm Katie Dombrowski. I loved hearing about your presentation, and how you're um, doing X, Y, and Z. I would love to get coffee with you. Do you have any time this week? Like those are the people who stand out to people. And I still am connected to those people four years later. You are a champ at that. I would do the opposite and get their email and email them like a nice thank you. And then ask, but you're but they're not going to remember you. Like, yeah, I've spoken at marketing courses at my alma mater. I love that. I've talked about marketing and then people reach mm-hmm. out to me and they're like, oh, can you help me get a job? Basically, they don't say it like that, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The the fancy words around. Yeah. I'm like, well, one, you didn't ask any questions during my presentation Two, you didn't introduce yourself. Like you can't just reach out to someone and be like, oh, so I stopped because I just don't remember who that was. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's such a good point. I should have done that more. Um, It's, but yeah, it's like, it's so scary. What's kind of like, like, just do it. What are you going to lose? Like what they're going to say? No. Yeah. Like, that's the worst that's going to happen is they're going to say no. Or they're gonna be like, mm, I actually can't. But then you're like, okay, not a problem. Like, thanks so much for your time. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you got to be a little ballsy. But then I like, this is my problem is I feel like I'm so good at being ballsy in the workplace. I think I'm good mm-hmm. at being ballsy in gr- a lot of areas in my life. And then it's like yeah. the, th- the protocol that goes for professionalism is not the protocol that goes for dating as a woman. Like, it's very different. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes I blend the two and I'm like, am I like too aggressive? I don't know. So yeah, there's this huge trend of manifesting right now. Everyone's like, oh my God, I manifested this. I manifested this. And I, that's me. I do <laughs> think manifesting has its benefits of like, okay, what are your goals? Like, what's your vision? Like, how do you see your next level self in your dream life? That's how I, and don't mind the siren. Those sirens, like the start of the siren sounds like someone screaming. Oh, is it? It's like, ah, God. it's at like least once a day. Um. Okay. Anywho, now that the sirens have stopped. Manifesting, I think it's just envisioning your next level self. A lot of people, kind of the interpretation I get from TikTok is people think, okay, I'm going to be rich and they don't do anything about it. They just like think this thing to themselves. And yeah, you can think mm-hmm. anything to yourself. Like, yeah, I'm not going to have diarrhea today. Like, yeah. Does that prevent me a little bit? <laughs> it does. Yeah. But does it, is, is there any action steps that actually scientifically help me? No. That's just one piece of it, and then people don't realize there's other pieces that go along with it. Yeah, I really think with manifesting, you have to figure out those like concrete goals that you have, and then you have to look at it and say, okay, how am I going to get there? Like, how am I going to do that? How am I going to get there? Like, what are the five mini steps I have to do to get to the dream that I have manifested for myself? Because it's not just going to like happen out of thin air. I'm not going to be like, oh, I want to work in New York, and then like next thing you know, a job from New York. Just going to like fall on my lap. Like that's not really how it works. Yeah. Great example. That was on my 2022 manifest list. I wrote and I was like, get a job in New York. And I just said it the one time, probably said it multiple times throughout the year, but then I started putting myself out there and networking. So it's like knowing the steps to do it. So like, tell us specifically, like, what did you do to network to get that job? Like what actions did you take? So I always think it's good to start with a friend. I have a friend that works in media and I met with her and I was like, what should I do? And she, I kind of look at her as like a mentor and she suggested like three or four people who I could meet with and she connected me with them. And I also got the tip from her and I'm not the best at doing it, but every time that you meet with someone, you should always ask them, do you have anyone else that you could recommend me to talk to? Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't, they're like, I'll think about it, but that's like definitely a great way, place to start we definitely network through the podcast, like people that we would meet, we'd say, I'd say like, oh, like, can we chat? Like, I'd love to hear more about you because people love to talk about themselves. And then one thing that's like very underrated that you can use not home people for, but I do look at what people from high school who I used to know that I'm not connected to anymore and I'm not friends with, like, everyone knows those type of people that you knew in passing, but you didn't really know them. Like they know your name. Mm-hmm. But they don't really, you guys were never friends. Those types of people I saw like, Oh, if they're in an industry that I'm interested in, I'd reach out to them and be like, Hey, like, I'd love to hear more about like what you do at your job and how you got there and just chat with them. So like, that is what worked best for me. And then when I was actually job hunting, I would go and manually search for like each company, like write a list of companies and start doing that, and that was like the best advice I got. Like, write down things that you don't want to do, but also write down things that you do want to do. Because sometimes you could be like, "I want to do X, Y, and Z," but I also think it's important to narrow down what you don't want to do, and that's what helped me. And I think also figuring out what kind of work you like. So I think when people think of what they want to do, like for example, you want to obviously I'm like using myself for a lot of these examples because I like think about, but. Like, <laughs> So like, for example, you want to work in marketing. There's so many different areas of marketing. There's marketing analytics. There's, there's marketing testing. There's social media marketing. There's, you know, there's the analytics side. There's the creative side. And then you have to figure out, do you like working with people? Do you like working client-facing? Do you like client-facing and meaning like salesy kind of thing? Like always being, you know, super about the client, all of that. Or do you like worth working with just like internal partners? Mm-hmm. So figuring that out, I think is really important And then also figure out, do you like meetings? Do you like talking to people? Do you like a collaborative culture? Do you like having a lot of teammates? Do you like being on a smaller team? Like all those things I think are important when you're going through the job search process because, like, yeah, the title could be what you want, what you think you want, but kind of figure out more of those culture fit things of on the day to day, am I getting social interaction with people in my job, or is it just a lot of independent work? And I mean, some people love just. Independent work, but like I personally like being in a job where I'm talking to people and bouncing ideas off with people. Like that makes me happy. So figure out those kind of smaller details of the job that you want to pursue. Mm-hmm. And going back to like the manifesting, and for me particularly, like a job hunting, it takes time. So let's go back a year ago from now. I had some job interviews in July, and they were for production because so I was like, I want to do production, but I wasn't getting that nitty gritty like you're just describing because I got to two different interviews where they're like I don't think you're a good fit for this and I was like it was like a hard pill to swallow but they were like you this doesn't sound like what you want to do and this doesn't like they were able to identify that which I guess is embarrassing to say but you know no, I recently before I took this previous job I was in an interview and I was describing what I like to do and she was like, it doesn't really sound like it's a fit. And I was kind of surprised. I was like, no one's ever said that to me in the interview. Like no one said to me, oh, actually you don't seem like a fit. It doesn't seem like you're passionate about this. And I'm like, okay, well, this is fucking cringe. Like, why couldn't you just end the interview and stop talking to me? Do you know what I mean? Like that, That yes. I don't know if I would have the balls to tell someone mid minute interview like, mm, I don't really know if this seems to fit for you. I would just take a mental note and be like, Cause then they kept saying to me, am I understanding you correctly? And I'm like, I am just so confused by this whole entire thing. And it made me feel uncomfortable. And it was like hard for me to shift out of it. Cause I was like, okay, well, my vibe's completely off now. Cause you're telling me that you don't think I'm portraying I'm yeah. into this. And I'm like, what is even going on? It's like an absolute mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That happened to me too. And I got lucky in the sense that the person was like, I don't think this is a good fit, but you might like this better. And I added her on LinkedIn after we stayed connected. And like now I'm a connection with her. So, but yeah, it's like awkward, but it took that for me to then realize, don't stop applying for jobs like that and start switching your focus. And then I met with, with one girl who gave me the best advice, who was the one who referred me for the job that I have now. And she was like, what are you good at? I was like, well, I'm really organized. And she's like, well, in the media field, you might like something that's more like operational or like activation type and keeping track of things. I was like, you're right. And like, it just took that moment to realize that, but I didn't realize that until maybe two months ago. So going back to now manifesting, like it's not going to happen overnight. Yeah, it's definitely a work in progress. And sometimes people are better at pointing things out for us than we are. And we are ourselves because we're so into the day to day that. It's like identifying your personal brand. I personally struggle with identifying my personal brand because I'm like, there's so many facets, facets of me where someone else can look at me and be like, this is what your brand is. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. you're identifying that for yourself. And I think that's the same thing with jobs. You're like, well, I could do this, but like, I also like this. And then it's like, but what do you actually like? And then I think it's sometimes easier for other people to kind of decide for you. Yeah, I definitely agree. And my goal of 25, I don't even have goals, the right word or like affirmation, whatever. Because now I'm reading the book, You Are a Badass, which I've been reading for two years. I understand. The Moral Hangover had a post of me reading this book on the beach two years ago. I've not finished it, but I'm finishing it now. I like officially, (laughs) I'm in it. And before you even need to start manifesting, you need to be present. And it's like such a basic foundation, but worrying is or being anxious is worrying about the future and being sad about something is worrying about something that is in the past. But if you are living in the present, like that is the most important. You can be at peace that way. And once you are realizing like what you have in this moment, instead of thinking of all the negatives, I think that allows you to truly like open up and find I don't want to use the word inner peace because now I'm sounding like too holy, but it's true. Like, do you get where I'm going with this? So my motto is being in the present. I I do agree with being in the present, but I do think being in the present in the 21st century like looks different for everyone. Because like when I think of being in the presence now, I'm like, okay, there's so much like with digital where people are just not in the present. Do you know what I'm saying? Like like taking time to disconnect yourself from all the things that like distract you to figure out like what you actually want, like who you are. Yes. So I'm definitely in the present. I'm just I think being in the present is acknowledging what's going well for you now, but still having those goals to be like, okay, this went well for me. Let me celebrate how well this happened for me. Like, this is huge for me. Celebrate that milestone and then be like, okay, now I can look to the next thing that I like want to achieve. Mm-hmm. So now like, what is your, like, do you like to manifest or like, what is your take on so manifesting? I did take a mindfulness course where we talked about manifesting and I have my manifestations right next to me printed out and i read these a few times every day here's a, a, the crinkling of katie's yeah, my paper favorite. um whip them out it says well i don't know if i want to give these out but whatever i'll let everyone know um i am a successful you, you could give us a, a spark notes version no i'll just read them i don't care i have nothing to lose <laughs> here. um i already embarrassed myself i have nothing to lose um i am a successful beauty influencer I don't know if I still want to be a beauty influencer, but whatever. Cause I like, don't do glam every day. That's not like me, not like Monday through Friday, but, um, I'm a host on X platform. I'm a New York city resident. I am a sexy, fun girlfriend to a loving, hot, smart guy. <laughs> well, side note, I decided, I think my, I think I need a date a trainer. I think that's who my next person I'm going to date is has to be a trainer. You know, so I just have my four manifestation next level mantras that I say to myself every day to remind myself why I'm working so hard to get where I want to get. It's like a daily reminder. It's not like, oh, this is going to happen. It's like, this is a daily reminder that I need to grind to get this to happen. Like grind now, shine later type of thing. Um, Wait, back up the trainer. Would you be okay with the guy being a trainer? If we are very concerned about their careers, because trainers don't make a lot of money. Yeah, I don't know if I'm more superficial about looks or about money. So I'm like, and I know that sounds so bad. And someone's going to hear like, oh my God, she's such a bitch. Like whatever. No, I work hard. I work hard. I work a nine to five. I got here. Like you did not hear this bitch's LinkedIn tips. I'm going to continue to grow. I'm going to continue to grow on the corporate ladder. Like that is my goal. I hope to be a creative director, CEO one day, CMO, whatever. But I also want someone who's attractive. So it's like sometimes just can't get it all. But then I feel like with trainers, I think sometimes when guys don't think their job is better than yours, they're not going to talk down to you as often. Because I feel like these dates I go on with finance people, they think I'm an idiot. And like, just because I work in marketing does not mean I'm an idiot. Our lines of work are just completely different. Like I am whipping off creative concepts every single day from scratch in my head. Let me see you do that. Not crunch fucking numbers. Yeah. I never thought of that. Yeah, but you are so right. And I mean, I, I'm sure that I, you know what I mean. Like that's a very general statement. So obviously, I'm sure there's finest people who don't act like that. But I feel like we can make generalizations around here. I feel like I just think me and a trainer would get along because I re- I do like to work out. I always say I would love someone to take me to work out on a first date. Uh, Free workouts. Like do you like boxing or something? Like I think like that'd be so fun. Um, I yeah, I do have to say Andrew and I used to work out. We did it during the summers when we were together. And that was like one of my favorite parts of our relationship when we would do that. And I learned like so much from him because like he knows a lot in the gym and it was like a fun activity to do. And I was heartbroken the day that he switched gyms. <laughs> so we don't work out anymore. That's sad. Yeah, like my sister's you know. not my boyfriend, but like my younger sister and I go to the gym. We have so much fun because like we'll be in a pod together. Like we'll like train together in like a little pod and like, we'll watch each other do the exercises and stuff. And I don't know, just like a great way to bond, I think. And then you feel great after your endorphins are lifted. And then I also know you're not ugly in bed. (laughs) (laughs) Also like you're right in the sense of like doing an activity like that. It's not like the focus is that you can, you only have to go out to eat and drink together to have fun. Like you can do other activities. I actually, I, I don't think I'm going to seriously, I actually delete the Hinge again today because I was like, I can't do this. Oh my God, this is a fun thing story I can share. So yeah, let's I don't know it. if this person's going to listen to this or not. If they do they're probably not going to listen this far in. Um, but I matched with someone on Hinge who seemed normal, whatever, We're we're messaging each other. And then he's like, hey, can I have your number? And I'm like, sure. Here's my number, whatever. I feel like this is progressing great. And then he's just like giving me weird text survive. I'm like, you're a freak. Don't ask me texting my, you too much. Text me too much. Like ask me how my day is every day. Like my day's the fucking same. I work from home. I don't do shit. Like, what do you mean? How's my day? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I haven't even met you yet. Like, why are you asking me? Like, to me, that's weird. Like if we, if we met, if we met already and we already like hit it off, you're like, oh, how's your day? Like thinking of you, whatever. I'm like, oh, that'd be so cute. But I'm like, I haven't met you. So it's creepy to me. And has he asked to see you yet? Um, so we loosely planned a date, but I haven't answered him because I'm getting creeped out. Yeah, I feel like it. He, he has to, like, you can't cover too much before you even went on your first exactly. date. Exactly. It's like, what are we going to talk about on the date? Like, why do we need to give? It's like the pen pal thing. Like, why do I need to share my whole life? Yeah. Over text? Like, I don't even know you. And I am trying to be more private in general, just because, like, I don't, like, my, my personal problem is I overshare and, like, I don't need everyone knowing my fucking shit because then it, like, comes back and bites me in the ass. I'm like, I don't need to, like, tell this man's whatever because who knows? Who knows who he's dated, who he knows, like, all of that. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. I'm just going to live my life, be more private. That's my motto for 2022. Love it. I'm present, you're private. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the P and the P. Um, well, this is a lot of weird turns today. You know, we really bounced around. I didn't realize uh, professionalism and dating had so much to do with each other. Um, maybe we'll do an episode <laughs> one day about people who date coworkers because that always fascinates me. I don't think I would ever do it, but. Some people do and they find their husband through work. So I don't know. Um, But anywho, we are the Moral Hangover podcast. We talk about adulting, the real life, all of the above. If you haven't subscribed to us, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, and you can follow us at the Moral Hangover podcast on Instagram to keep up with us day to day. We're really active on stories. Um, And if you have any other tips or tricks for networking, DM us, let us know. Or if there's anything you want us to talk about that you you feel like, oh, you missed this or I disagree with you. We love educational debates. So please bring it our way. Okay. Well, we will see you all. Not this Monday, but the following. All right. Love you guys. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.